cookies. That's right. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Fresh Cookies. I'm your host, Nary Rodriguez. As always, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's at Fresh Cookies Show. On Twitter, it's at Fresh Cookies Pod. And some exciting news, we're now on Facebook. Yes, we're official. We have a Facebook page. And you should also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Gotta get us on TikTok. We're coming for it. Coming for that TikTok. I don't know how it works, but we gonna figure it out. But we got a wild weather episode for you today. Gonna go through some interesting weather games in the NFL and other sports. But before we get into that, very, I wouldn't say chaotic, but eventful week in the NFL for a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, Also, the NBA announcing that they're going to resume in July. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to have to tackle this, the elephant in the room, so to speak. If you were living under a rock, that's okay. I'm not judging you for your life choices, but in case you didn't hear the whole fallout with Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, he said some things about his stance on standing for the national anthem. At first I was just, I didn't, you know, I'm like, that's his opinion. But when I kind of step back and kind of realize what everybody else was saying, It really wasn't the best time for him to kind of address that. And in the manner that it kind of happened, it was just, it was a bit off topic. And then on, it was on what Yahoo sports financial, something like that, but uh, just completely out of left field. Uh, It was, it was disappointing a bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know dude personally, but I've always liked Drew Brees because, you know, Walter Payton, man of the year, uh, all the money he just he just donated to the city of New Orleans and all the people that were kind of affected by the COVID-19 virus. So for him to for him to get backlash was a little tough because it's like I still wanted to ride with him. But I also saw the other side of the coin, why people were kind of ticked off and upset. And by all means, I mean you know, time and place. I think this is a, you know, this is, I, I don't want to use the word chaotic, but it's just, it's not normal. Definitely. It's not normal by any means, but like just the situation that the U S is in right now, uh, we're, you know, I don't want to say it it's divided because I've seen a lot of people coming together, but you know, I feel like we just need all the positivity we can get right now. And true breeze, you couldn't have picked a worse time to give your opinion on something so, so topical at the moment. (sighs) But he apologized. Whether you accept his apology or not, that's on you. He's not my quarterback. Uh, I enjoy watching him play. I hope he has a successful year. Um, with that being said, he did need to be reprimanded. Not, I don't want to use the word reprimanded, but I guess just like enlightened a bit. But I guess my whole issue with the whole situation was basically how, not how NFL players handled it, because people are going to speak their minds. And LeBron James spoke his mind too. I think that was kind of the the jumping on point, if you will, this uh, 
kick Drew Brees' back in party. <laughs> but the way his his Saints teammates handled it, specifically Michael Thomas and Malcolm Jenkins, who shout out to Malcolm Jenkins, you know, Jersey native, uh, does an incredible job with, with the youth, just educating them on, on law enforcement and civil rights and things of that nature. I did a high school football game that was being continued at the Eagles field. You know, this was a couple months ago. There was a tragic shooting during a playoff football game and the Philadelphia Eagles stepped up and hosted the end of this, this playoff football game and all the Eagles players were there and, and shook hands and spent time with the kids. So shout out to Malcolm Jenkins, you know, not, not putting dude down at all. I just think uh, the, the way he addressed Drew Brees probably could have came behind closed doors, especially since he's joining the team this year. I I just think it was not it just wasn't it's just not a good first impression. And it's not like he needs validation from Drew Brees, but it's just when you're just going to a new team, and even if you do have friends on that team, it's like you're already starting out on the bad foot, if that makes any sense. Address dude. Text him. Get his number from somebody. I don't, like that. That's the thing. How could you have so much hate for this man? You just signed on. It's not. It's not like he has all these horror stories. I mean, I don't know how he is behind the scenes, but from, but from, yeah, listen to me. But, 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 but from what you hear, and I, and I guess the the overall vibe from his fellow teammates and just, you know, NFL players is, is that, you know, he, he's a liked guy in the locker room and, and a leader. I mean, you see those, those pregame speeches he be given and it's crazy. How could you not be fired up? You run through a brick wall for that guy. But now you're in the situation where this is your leader, but now other people are kind of sh not shunning him, but they're disciplining him, so to speak. So you wonder how that's going to play out going into training camp. I just think it could have been handled differently, a lot better. You know, Michael Thomas is insane. One of the top receivers in the league. Top five, definitely. And Malcolm Jenkins, a vet on defense. You know, they got Alvin Kamara. Uh, Taysom Hill. Let's not forget about the, the great Taysom Hill and now Jameis Winston. Uh, go Knowles. Let's see if he can. Uh, he can kind of. I guess you want him to pick up some things from Drew Brees. Uh, we don't. We don't know about everything apparently. Um, but they got Jameis too. So shout out Jameis Winston. Hopefully he turns over a new leaf and stops doing all his crazy shit. But so far, I think the last couple of years he's kind of kept his nose clean. And you know, last year very good year for him. It's just. You got the GOAT going to Tampa Bay now, so don't feel too bad about losing your job, kid. What I'm trying to say is the Saints on paper should be all right, but now this little bit of turmoil going into the season, it could either make them stronger or ultimately it's going to make them crumble within, and who knows... This could be Drew Brees last year. That's not how we want to remember him. I don't want to remember a racist Drew Brees. This sounds like something Philip Rivers would do. Nah, I'm talking shit. Um, 
Philip Rivers. He he's got enough problems as it is. This is like the last thing he he would need right now. Um, I I firmly believe Philip Rivers will, will take that Colts job though, which is which makes me think that the Patriots probably should either trade or maybe should have held on to Jacoby Brissett. But who knows? It's Philip Rivers also. I don't want to count dude out, but he has a history of things not going his way so don't be surprised anyway yeah so this whole Drew Brees situation it's unfortunate just for the whole Saints organization I mean the Saints they're one of those teams in the NFL that uh it's almost hard to root against them unless obviously you're you're an NFC South fan you know you have you have you have a, a name in the NFC South hat so to speak but they're one of those teams that are, in my opinion, hard to hate just with the whole Hurricane Katrina thing, the comeback story that, you know, the the Falcons versus the Saints Monday Night Football, the the Super the Superdome reopening, the block punt. Insane. Insane. And then and then them beating Peyton Manning for the Super Bowl. What more could you want? And you know, Drew Brees, like I said, he's such a he's such a big part of that, and just kind of the I guess the culture change, the Saints being looked at as a, as a top franchise in the NFL for a bit there, and still are, definitely still a destination. And away from football, you know, we we briefly touched upon it. You know, Drew, like we said a couple months ago, Drew Brees donating I I, I think five million dollars over fi- over five million dollars. Um, for people out of work because of COVID-19 or just organiza- organizations helping people in less fortunate areas dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, you, you hate to see it to somebody who actually gives back when oftentimes we give NFL players way too much slack for for things they're blatantly wrong for. I don't want to take shots, no pun intended, at uh, Kareem Hunt or Tyreek Hill. You know, there's plenty of Patriots players that have had their fair share run-ins with the law, not saying any names. Aaron Hernandez, RIP. Um but let's cut Drew Brees a little slack. He's going to get educated and Hopefully we'll look at this as a learning experience and nothing crazy comes out like he called somebody a name in a Halo game that he can't take back and now we're burning his Hall of Fame ballot. And and, and if anybody's going to get torched in all this, it needs to be Bill's rookie quarterback, Jake Fromm, which normally I would say shout out Jake Fromm from one of my favorite Netflix programs, QB1 Under the Lights. But he's in the doghouse right now, so going to need you to do better next time. But I will say shout out QB1 under the lights. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma this year. I also need QB1 under the lights to come out with a new season, and that goes for Last Chance U as well. I'm not playing around. When are the new seasons coming? And also another thing in this whole Drew Brees fallout 
but I wouldn't I don't want to call it a fallout because I guess it did lead towards something better because the NFL kind of spoke up and was like yeah we've been ignoring racism and that's just that's just a whole different animal in itself you're like come on NFL we it's so tough it's almost like we know but then again, if if you listen to anything that's going on right now, not doing anything is just as bad as saying something hurtful or hateful. So shout you know, shout out to the NFL for hopefully turning over a new leaf and and working towards a new a new future, so to speak. I don't want to sound mad soft, but you know. You want to see everybody happy, damn it. Happy players, happy fans. That's what football is all about. When, when they meet up and align, coexist, whatever you want to call it, it's beautiful. That's what we need. Yeah, Jake Fromm and some hot water. And th- now this brings up the, you know, we're going to have to talk about Colin Kaepernick now. Does he get another shot? Personally, I don't think he should. I mean, he hasn't played since uh, 2016, 2017, whatever you want to call it. Um, I just think he's been away from the game for a bit too long. He got that tryout last year, and he kind of blew that off, whatever you want to call it. Just wasn't totally on board. And I think you you see, you know, if you if you watch Hard Knocks, or even if you just, you, you know people that, have tryout for practice squads and haven't made it, things of that nature. It's it's a privilege to play in the NFL, any professional sport, but in the NFL, it really it really is like an honor. Like we we joke that you know, you know this guy's trash and 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 this guy he's not that he's overrated. This this and that. It it's definitely like one of the toughest sports to to go professional in. I know you I know you have a large roster, fifty three men. Um, but still, it, it's prestigious to play in the NFL. And I think even last year, even if you didn't ne- necessarily get the, the red carpet that you wanted, along with your invite, I don't know what it was. But for them to offer you like a private workout with multiple teams already coming to see you, I mean, I don't want to say more like what more could you want? But that's a rough predicament to put anybody in because it's like they they did, even if it wasn't maybe the grandest gesture to you, they they still like extended the olive branch in a way to where it's like, all right, well, you say we're not going to give you a job. We'll try out. He picked the location like he could pick the players, basically anything. But then it makes me think like. Were you not ready? Were you not up to par? And you kind of just did this to not make yourself look bad? Or were you genuinely that hurt that the NFL has to literally invite you in to a practice facility and have you work out there again, basically on your own terms against the NFL? What kind of then what kind of precedent is that sending to other players around the league? You know, how many players after not being in free agency for over three years, get a shot like this. Not many exceptional talents, not saying Kaepernick isn't, 
But to me, I think I think when you know he was kneeling, well he was sitting in the preseason and then he went to kneeling. So I don't want to say it was a publicity stunt because his play was going down. I'm just saying. When he did come into that year, his play definitely wasn't the same as it was. And I don't know if him getting more involved, you know, spending his time elsewhere, you know, maybe his talent was declining and it just kind of coincided with that timetable. But I feel like the NFL gave him more than enough chances. And, you know, they're they're still trust me, I'm not against I'm not against the theory that they blackballed him or there was collusion. It's just so hard to prove, I feel like. And if I'm not mistaken, he did get the he did get the private settlement. I think he I think he just ran his mouth. So I don't I don't know if he lost money. But you know, in my opinion, I feel like they've given him every opportunity. And at this point, I could really care less if I see him in the NFL. I hope the movement still goes. Obviously, I want to see racism and, and uh, you know, racial injustice and and police reform all handled. But I could I could really care less, like if Kaepernick plays, because I'll tell you this: if he does play, I don't think he does much. I I think I I don't. Maybe he'll have a game winning drive if that if he gets in the game. But at the same time, it's like, yo, don't forget, like Ray Lewis went to bat for this man and he just, it's, it's just so tough to, to try to help people when, it, when you can, you can only do so much. Like, that's the thing. Like if you, if, if he put him in the position to get this meeting and it was on him to basically go in there and sell himself, then that's on cap. Like, that's the thing. If nobody taking you. I'm like you. You gotta you gotta switch up your strategy a bit. You can't just blame it on everybody else. But we'll see. There's no guarantee that that he'll get an invite back. If if I had to guess, I would say the NFL kind of in the position that they're put in right now, that they would extend an invitation to him. But I don't see a team picking him up, man. I don't even think it's it's about the whole the whole social stance at this point even if he does get picked up by a team i'm telling you a backup at the most i don't i wouldn't he could very well start but i wouldn't put him as a starting quarterback lost your you lost your job to blaine gabbert nothing against blaine gabbert but come on man i ain't buying that so we will see how all of that plays out i know Breeze has apologized for his statements. Fromm has apologized for his statements. Cap, I think, has spoken out a little bit, but we'll wait to see what happens with that. But a silver lining to this week. We'll we'll wait for those storylines to to play out. But a silver lining to the week was that the NBA is coming back. Yeah, what? in july and they'll be in disney world what what more could you want i mean you can't go but still sports yeah 22 teams says they will resume july 31st inside walt disney world's espn wide world of sports complex very cool very cool 
And the team's going. The Bucks, the Lakers, the Raptors, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, Heat, Thunder, Rockets, Pacers, 76ers, the Mavs, the Grizzlies, the Nets, the Magic, the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, the Suns, the Wizards, the bullshit, the drama, the baby, the mamas. But yes, 22 teams. Obviously, I'm happy that the Celtics and the Lakers are in there. My ideal scenario for reasons unknown would be to see a Lakers-Celtics final. Doubt it'll happen, but would be very cool. Except we would have to beat LeBron James because I ain't I ain't having the Lakers tie us for for championships. So miss me with that bullshit. I can't wait to see that though. It's uh it's gonna be fun, and I I hope they incorporate the Disney stuff well. It's it, I was saying that after this. I don't know. I you. I don't know what the structure is going to be next year. Personally, I think they should play basketball in the summer. I think they would make a lot more money. You're inside. It's air conditioning. It's just why wouldn't you? But I said, you know, even from this, they might they might just start playing games at Disney World. You know, playing playing like a week or so at Disney World. It'd be it. It's fun vibes. Why wouldn't you? Your your fam's there on vacation. You have a chance to go see a, you know, a good basketball game. Do it up. I'm sure Disney ain't no fools. They're probably like, yeah, we'll host it. They're 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 trying to be up in them DMs. They ain't stupid. But who who knows? This could be the start of a uh, Disney and the NBA. And who knows? Maybe ten years from now, it'll be a horrible mistake. And, you know, Skynet will take over, or it'll it'll be good for everybody, and a uh, new tradition will start. So, shout out to the NBA for getting back on track. I'm uh, not as pleased with Major League Baseball because they can't seem to get their shit together. Everybody's kind of debating, and I'm like, you stand so far away from each other. Like, you, you're literally on a job site together. It doesn't even look like you're playing. All right? baseball and then they're going to condense the season which i don't think is is such a bad thing like people want to see baseball and and like it it breaks my heart when you hear all these stories of well baseball's on the decline and it's america's pastime but it, it, it does the worst in the ratings it's like baseball you're not helping yourself either like get your players on board like like we're gonna go play even if there's no fans y'all are are plenty spaced out maybe they would have to figure it out in the dugout maybe but other than that, get out there and play. Come on. I even watch a Yankees game. And for me to say that, it's just, if I could go back in time and slap myself, I would. For even conjuring up the thought. I hate them. But we'll figure out what they're doing soon enough. With that being said, shout-out to the UFC for continuing to put on great fights and great cards. Shout-out to Amanda Nunes. She is the toughest lady on the face of the planet, and I would not want to fuck with her. She is so tough. Shout-out to her. She's 
insane, insane. And she just had a baby, so shout out to her. She's uh she's doing it up big right now. Two belts, a baby, one wife, and a mistress. But <clears throat> damn, really fucked that up, didn't I? But without further ado, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's our wild weather podcast, and we have some good <laughs> stories and observations from some of the NFL and sports world's wackiest weather games. Their wackiest weather games. I'm just this tug too damn big, man. I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I keep tripping over my shit. Um some good things learned, some good reminiscing, you know, some games I I haven't seen highlights from in a while. Uh some new things learned. So I'm glad to to convey the message. Maybe you know some of these, maybe you don't. Maybe you just listen. Because I'm taking the time out to do this. And I appreciate you being here. So thank you. Without further ado, let's go to 1984. The Bronco Blizzard Monday Night Football. And just to get a better feel on this, 15 inches of snow. Broncos are hosting the Packers. The Broncos would beat them 17-14. And let's take a look. Yeah, look at that. Just tons of fun. Tons of fun out here. Just looking great. Let's run that back a little bit since we missed it. Look at that. It's all fumbly. Just a a great time. Not, I mean, some some of these games, these these shits be getting cold, but um, I think that one was, I think the temperature was like twenty five degrees. Uh, next on the list, the Philly Blizzard, the nineteen forty eight NFL Championship. This ain't no Super Bowl, y'all. This the straight NFL Championship. What's a Super Bowl? K O D I S Super Bowl. Well, we couldn't find too much footage. Uh, I have to use this NFL top 10 footage. And just look at that. Miserable. It looks like... I know know the grounds crew, they they play a big part, but this looks like straight-up labor. This is backbreaking. Just looks like an awful time if you had to work like, what? And I don't know what happened with this clip. Now I got some some Peyton Manning on my screen. I don't like that. Uh, Eagles beat the Chicago Cardinals. Yeah, look at that. Chicago Cardinals. Eagles win 7-0. Next, Cowboys-Dolphins. Thanksgiving 1993. What, what? Year I was born. Some people are probably like, this motherfucker don't know nothing about football. 93 ass. But uh, we had, we had Leon Lett losing the game for the Cowboys in probably one of the most crazy fashions in NFL history. For those who don't know, the Dolphins attempted to kick a what was it a game winning field goal, but it would be blocked. And uh, look, Jerry Jones, he's all happy. This is great, you know. They haven't run me out of town. Don Shula 
R.I.P. Don Shula rocking the turtleneck. And then, yeah, uh, defensive lineman Leon Lett lost the game for the Cowboys because he, I guess, tried to scoop up the, the loose field goal after they after the Cowboys blocked it. Uh, and then the Dolphins recovered it in the end zone. Not not a good thing. And and the reason why, I'm sorry, I didn't even address this at first. The reason why this is on the crazy weather game is because the Cowboys were hosting on Thanksgiving, like I said, and it was snowing. Like, what? I'm like, they freaking Texas when it's a little cold. I can't imagine, I can't imagine being in the stadium watch i mean it looks like it was a dusting i'm like you from the northeast people in the midwest are like y'all no shit but <laughs> northeast we've seen a lot of snow before too so out my grill son so yeah look at ed hockley he's all young yeah leon let big time blunder lost the game on thanksgiving for the uh for the cowboys so you can imagine that's that's sacrilege in Dallas, Texas. Next on the list, Patriots Raiders, the tuck rule game. What? It's the birth of the uh, greatest sports dynasty ever, right here. Um, yeah, so controversial rule at the end. Tom Brady was hit. His arm was clearly going forward, so it was an incomplete pass. And the Patriots would win on an Adam Vinatieri field goal. Let's just gonna sit, skip across to that. Gosh, I love this team. And yeah, so the the Patriots stayed alive because of that tuck rule. And then Adam Vinatieri sends us to the AFC Championship game where we would beat the Steelers. And the rest is history, literally. We we run the league for the next 20 years, so you're welcome for the greatness. Not that you deserve it. Next on the list, Eagles-Lions week 14, 2013. I was watching this game in Philly. I couldn't believe this. It looked like so much fun. Look at look at Nidonigan Sue. Asshole, but gotta love him for the character, I guess. I mean, he was kind of like a cheap shot art artist where, uh, hey, some people don't like cheap shot artists. They don't like dirty players. I, they, they, they have a spot in my book, all right? I just, uh, I have, they're, they're, they're misunderstood individuals. All right. I don't need to explain myself. Was I one? Yes. Is that why I sympathize? No, but can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen. I don't know what to say. Don't be bringing all that crying out here. So, yeah, all this snow going on for the Lions and Eagles game. It, this was a crazy game to watch. Uh, there there was a straight-up blizzard in Philly. We were cooped up inside for basically 
the the whole day and like half of the next day but it was insane to uh to watch them play this game and it does ease up at the end but still i mean 25 degree weather not the worst thing but the game took three hours and 10 minutes to complete uh luckily for philadelphia they walked away with the w they won 34 to 20 detroit used to playing in that dome i can imagine it 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 affected them. But at the same time, you live in Detroit. You know how cold it is. I don't feel too bad for you. So let's jump to 2017 for a week 14 matchup between the Colts and the Bills. Look at all that snow. In Indiana, it gets pretty cold. But if, you, if you're from Buffalo, I could imagine the snow don't bother you. But this is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't think it hurts if you fall in all that snow, but uh, the the stingers must suck. That was the worst thing about playing football in the cold. Is in the snow, it's one thing; it's kind of fun. The snow and rain, but it's just the the stingers you get from the cold is just unbearable. And look at this: the temperature was thirty two for them, so it was actually what seven degrees warmer. But the, look at the, that duration. Three hours and 15 minutes. And this one actually went into overtime. And LaShawn McCoy would score a 21-yard overtime touchdown to win the game. I actually think I saw the end of this game. I was watching the Red Zone. Shout out to the Red Zone. They're they're my favorite Sunday programming. Shout out Scott Hansen and NFL Films for all they do. It's my dream right there. Sit around and show you the best from football. And LaShawn McCoy playing in both of those games, the uh, you know the 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 Lions in 2013, he he was with the Eagles, and then he he played for the Bills in 2017. Believe he's still on the Bills. Yeah, Shady on the Bills. Yeah, he is right. Let's see. He is not. He's a free agent. Shout out to Shady McCoy. Hope he gets a job. So yeah, he he plays in both of those. That's pretty cool. He he's he's built for that. He's built for that. Oh, and then this is my absolute favorite. The Patriots Dolphins 1982 the snowplow game. So the Patriots were locked into a battle with the Dolphins. It was 0-0 for the basically the entire game. The Patriots won on a 30-yard field goal. From John Smith, the the highlight of the game, however, wasn't just the the field goal, but the fact in the the fashion that the Patriots got the field goal, and they they hired a recently paroled convict, ex-con, whatever you want to call him, Mark Henderson. He's a hero. Uh, he was driving a snowplow, and he cleared a spot for for John Smith, the kicker. And the Pats would win the game, and then Don Shula, you know, he was he was coaching the uh, the the Dolphins at the time, and he appealed it to the league that it was an unfair advantage, but Commissioner Pete Rozelle declined to reverse the result of the game. Good for you, Pete. Good for you. Like I said, R.I.P. Shula, but we ain't going out like that, Jack. Good to see that the Pats uh thinking outside the box even all the way back then you got to listen to the call though the call is hilarious I'm, I'm gonna let me play this for you this old timey 
1982, the Patriots had a most unusual solution to a snowy problem. In the closing minutes of a scoreless tie, rookie head coach Ron Meyer called for a masked man. A snowplow driver, Mark Henderson, responded. A convicted burglar employed at Foxborough Stadium on a weekend work release program, Henderson cleared the path for the decisive field goal that propelled the Patriots into the playoffs. In the 1980s. All right, that's enough. Go on with your fucking hugging. But shout out the greatest sports franchise in sports history, the Patriots, for always stirring up controversy. It's been great having like having to defend myself in every room I go to because I wear your apparel. So thank you for making my life so hard. But also thank you for the great memories. All right, now our 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 next category: big rain games. Look at that. We're gonna start out in Tampa Bay, Kansas City versus Tampa Bay, nineteen seventy nine. The monsoon game says that uh that oh this so this was that year's first division championship game, and and look at this, just that they they can't even hold on to the ball. Look at this, just an absolute mess shout out to whoever went there and and supported the buccaneers with their creamsicle uniforms three zero that ain't no real score would have asked for my money back next we're gonna stay with kansas city the uh the unofficial mud bowl 98 Seattle Seahawks going to Kansas City for a wet one one of the worst floods on record in Kansas City it says uh, two th two rounds of thunderstorms delayed the game for, for almost an hour. And it says they got five inches of rain in this one. Kansas City wins this one. And, and check out the storyline. So, like we said, play suspended for 54 minutes. Uh, five inches of rain. Nine turnovers. Seven fumbles. Two interceptions. And... Oh, Warren Moon's still in the game. Well, not really. He he left with a crack rib. Jesus. I mean, ow. But yeah, it works out for the Chiefs once again. Very suspicious. All right, 2007. Muddy night football. I remember watching this. Steelers hosting the Dolphins. Said that uh, Pittsburgh got about an inch and a half of rain before the game. Uh, not to mention there was a there was a concert I believe the night before so that that also messed it up, but uh, it it was a three zero game the Steelers won. Uh, the the I think the the most memorable part of this game was the uh, the the plopped punt if you will, uh, where they they thought this ball would bounce as it normally would and instead that shit said plop. Oh, let's find that. Here it go. Balls like I got you, psych. And like, at, at what point, as a player, are you just kind of like, bro, this is this is ridiculous. Like, this ain't no real game. And and I think I think that's Danny Amendola. What? Playing for the Finns, bro? Come on. What are you doing? 
All right, heading to 1977. Vikings versus Rams, the official Mud Bowl. Vikings win this one 14-7, but get clapped by the Cowboys. This is uh this this is a fun one if you're a fan, but for a for a player, I mean it look, I mean it looks pretty fun, but this is what is this 77, so it's not as bad. Like in the if it was like the 60s, I'd be like, that's it's a horror. It might, it might be like a death sentence. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if like Ringworm was like crazy bad back then or something, but this looked like fun. All right, 2011, Panthers versus Jags. The Monsoon Bowl. We had the Monsoon game. Well, here's the Monsoon Bowl. All right. Uh, temperature 75 degrees, except, um, you know, it's raining buckets. Uh, it was a three-hour game. And go figure, dog. Like, like Florida, Florida always looking for an excuse for a wet t-shirt contest. Um... You know, I I'm talking shit. I gotta take that back because this is in <laughs> this is in North Carolina, so I take that back. But you know, you Floridians looking for wet t-shirt contests all the time. Any excuse. All right, now we messing with that fog, y'all. We got fog games. Fog games on deck. We're gonna go. We're gonna start with 1988, the NFC Divisional Playoff between the Bears and the Eagles, the Fog Bowl. What a way to start off the fog weather. 25 degrees, wind chill of 17, but it didn't matter. The storyline was nobody could see anybody. And you got to wonder if you're a fan and you paid money to go see this game. You got to ask for your money back. I mean, the, the ha half of the experience of you going, I, I would say maybe like, I guess 90% of the reason you're going is to enjoy this experience. But, um, Come on, man. You can't even see the fucking field. What is that? 2007, the Lake Effect Bowl. This is going to be a matchup between the Browns and the Bills. The Browns would wind up winning this one 8-0. I mean, you wouldn't know it. Just any Browns game just looks depleted. I feel sorry for them, even when they do win. Four Browns. All right, enough of that. Enough of that fog. We get we get into the real shit. The cold games, NFL cold games, starting you out with the Immortal Classic, 1967 NFL Championship. No Super Bowl. What's a Super Bowl? Donde es Super Bowl? All right, this is an NFL Championship, dog. This was meant to be. But the temperature for this one, negative 13 degrees. The wind chill, negative 48. Can you imagine back then? Rough thermals, heavy tweed. Not, not, not that under armor, not that under armor we get today. That breathable stuff. This you're gonna have to scrub yourself with a Brillo pad after this. Your warmth gear tear, tearing your skin up. I don't even I don't even know how they bundled up back then. I mean, I feel like everybody's shoes were leather. I mean, I guess that would have worked, but just look, just looks miserable. Everything was, everything looks like it's made out of tin. Just, it's a bad time. I wouldn't say a bad time to be alive, but a bad time to be alive. But details of the game: the Packers would win this one, twenty-one seventeen. No surprise there. Um, and and this is widely considered one of the best games of all time. If not the best game. I don't know. I always hate 
I always hate whenever they include like these old ass games. I mean, I appreciate what they did, but uh, I don't know. I, I gotta give them credit for this though. Negative uh, thirteen. I'll, I'll give them. This is definitely one of the best games. I would say. Next, we're heading to Cincinnati. Bengals versus Chargers, 1982 AFC Championship, the Freezer Bowl. So you know it's going to be cold. Temperature, negative 9. Wind chill, negative 59. What are you guys doing? Bengals would win this one 27-7. They would wind up getting clapped, though, in the Super Bowl to uh, Joe Montana and the 49ers. Not a bad team to lose to, but... um. Negative 59, and they're like, people actually went. My gosh. I'm like, if there, if there was any children there, I'd, I'd call Child Protective Services right away. I mean, a bangle, a Bengals game is no place for a child anyway. I mean, mix in that cold weather. Tisk, tisk. Moving along, 2015 wild card, the frostbite fight. Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings playing outside before they got that new stadium. Let's see. The temperature for this one was negative 6 with a wind chill of negative 25. I mean, the NFC North just... Why would you want to go to a game outside? Like, I just... I don't get it. Uh, Steven Hauschka, who I think is one of the... The most clutch, if not the most clutch kicker of the uh, the 2010s. I don't know what you want to call that decade, but he, I don't know, he shined in that decade. But uh, you know, he had a 46-yard field goal. That would be the be the eh, ugh, be the determining factor. Um, but the I guess the highlight, or I don't know if you want to call it a highlight, but Blair Walsh missing that field goal to. To send the Vikings to the next round, just shameful and sad. I mean, he he really took he really took a lot of heat for that one, but uh, you know, that's why you can't lose. This one went two hours and fifty eight minutes. Oh my gosh. Um, but the Panthers would have the last word in this one because the that's who would beat the Seahawks. But it would be the Broncos getting the last laugh in that one because uh, the Dabin Panthers, yeah, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't do too well. All right, 1972, staying in the NFC North, Vikings versus Packers. Uh, this one had a temperature of negative two with a wind chill of negative 19. The Packers would win this one, 23-7. 2007, 2007 NFC Championship, Giants versus Packers. Packers at it again. I think they're just doing this on purpose. Temperature of this one, negative four, with a wind chill of negative 24. Uh, but it would be the Giants winning this one 23 to 20 in overtime. This one took three hours and 33 minutes. That's, you're joking. Um, I, I have to give Packers fans some type of credit for being able to withstand that. But at the same time, you you get everything you deserve. I'm like, you are asking for strep throat if you want to be a cheesehead. Real talk. These jackets the announcers got on, though. I mean, turquoise, the official color of 1993. Damn. Shit was crisp. I'm going to have to run that back. Had that official-ass NBC 
turtleneck. Uh, I don't even know if you want to call that Under Armour yet. I don't, I don't know if it was invented yet. Nah, the Under Armour 96, but uh, whatever's keeping them warm. So back to the game. Looks like we have the Rams visiting Green Bay 1993. Temperature was zero with a wind chill of negative 20. The Packers would take this one 28-0. No surprise there. Talk about a disadvantage. But it's all right. The Raiders come up on our list once again. This time in 1994, they're going to take on the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Divisional Round. So the temperature for this one was zero with a wind chill of negative 32. The Bills would take this one 29-23, but they would fall in, I believe, their fourth straight Super Bowl. They would fall to the Dallas Cowboys this time. Jimmy Johnson and, and those Dallas Cowboys. All right, then 1972, the Vikings. The Vikings versus the Bears. The 72 Vikings just putting in that work. Temperature of this one was negative 2 with a wind chill of negative 26. The Vikings would take this one 23-10. Once again, the NFC North, why would you want to? I, I don't want to wish harm on their fans, but you're asking for it. You're asking for it. Just saying. All right. And NFL hot games. We're done with the cold. We're going to go to 2018 week two Patriots versus Jaguars starting temperature at kickoff of this one. 97. The Patriots would lose this one in the fourth quarter on a fumble by Tom Brady. And uh, the Jaguars got off to a great start this season, but would implode. So ha ha. Um, moving along. 2003 Packers versus Cardinals game temperature of this one 102 like what uh th this one reached up to 106 by the fourth quarter it, it would be the Cardinals taking this one I believe yeah the Cardinals took this one 20 to 13 all right and the hottest game on record in NFL history Eagles versus Cowboys season opener 2000 the year 2000. Temperature of this one, 109 degrees. Damn. And the duration of the game, three hours and 10 minutes. This one's infamously remembered as the pickle juice game because players were drinking pickle juice to not cramp, which is gross. Don't ever, ever, ever do that. Pickleback shots are nasty. I've never even had one. That's some shit that your degenerate friend just does. And uh, not for me. I'm not drinking pickle juice. I don't care. I'll let my shit cramp. But I'm not I'm not doing that. All right. Moving along to some other wild weather sports games. 1961 MLB All-Star Game. Uh, they, they had some crazy wins. It says pitcher Stu Miller was actually blown off the mound. That's insane. Imagine that. 2008 World Series Game 5. I... I I remember watching this one. This was was between uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, it was the first World Series game ever to be suspended. And the, the Phillies would wind up winning this World Series, so their fans can, can shut up for a bit. Um, but they... They they lost to the Yankees the year after, and then after that, the uh, the Phillies just never really recovered. But what are you gonna do? Uh, Nineteen ninety six New York Yankees home opener, thirty seven degrees and snow. Just what? 
Uh, yeah, it said that the the stinging snow was so brutal that third base umpire Ken Kaiser, Kaiser and some of the players actually wore ski masks on the field. I would pay to see that. Uh, numerous players said they had trouble even seeing the ball. The Yankees won 7-3. All right, tennis. Bobby Riggs versus Jack Kramer, 1947. For all you people from 1947 watching out there. December 26, Madison Square Garden. Uh, the match was being called the biggest tennis matchup at the time. Over 15,000 fans. Says that uh, 25 inches of snow fell to less than 14 hours that day. And, and Kramer would lose to Riggs in four sets. Shout out all my tennis fans. Tennis is where it's at. And surpri surprisingly, while doing this list, there was a lot of college football games that that had wild weather mostly you know just just uh snow and and cold weather things of that nature it's just you know it's it's great but it, you know we're, we're trying to stay focused on the nfl here uh not that college football isn't important but there it's just i'm not gonna hit you guys over the head with with the same shit basically but but we we had to throw at least one on there and one that stuck out was um michigan at ohio state 1950 um so it says you know Mi michigan traveling to columbus and uh shout out both of those programs i've been to that game before it's wild uh the hype is real uh the fandom is real and it just a, a great day of football for any football fan does you know obviously it matters who you root for uh i had no stain <laughs> it, i had no stain out there so uh i was staying with my friend who went to osu so got that's where i got my buckeyes back there um but you know just just a great experience shout out to both fan bases uh so yeah it says uh michigan showed up and there was there was nearly a foot of snow already there uh five degrees 40 mile an hour winds uh and it only featured oh only featured field goals i'm sorry 45 punts they pu they punted the ball 45 times they they pointed the ball yeah they punted the ball 45 times insane and uh michigan would would win 9-3 all on field goals so shout out to them still love my buckeyes though and then more tennis staying with tennis uh researching this the the australian open specifically i remember a couple years ago they they had a match that they, it was like over 100 degrees and people were like passing out so uh they they have their own they have like their own um i guess wikipedia page if you could or or they just have their own grievances and set of rules when it comes to their venue because it gets so hot uh, it says they considered closing the roof for the 93 final due to the temperature. It, it reached over 104 degrees, but tennis player Jim Currier threatened to boycott the match unless the roof remained open. My man's not playing around. So rolling with my top down, with my jewelry on, just getting my hood on. Yeah, he was, leave it open. Then 2013, a, a, a fan, a spectator sued. She said the temperature reached uh, 104 that day and said she fell down the stairs while seeking shade. Can you imagine that going over in court? Yes, I feel so bad for you for falling at your tennis match. Uh, I, I apologize 
for, I guess, laughing at her in her time of falling down. But what are you going to do? And then in 2014 from the Australian Open, uh, ball boys, attendance in the stands, and players were suffering from heat-related illnesses, most likely heat stroke, uh, due to four consecutive days with the the temperatures being 106 and 110. That was that was definitely what I remembered. Uh, and the extreme heat resulted in a record nine withdrawals in the first round. That's insane. Just tennis. They're just got got to give them credit. Got to give them credit. They're just it, it will go on. We ain't stopping. Can't stop. Won't stop. So that was our wild weather episode. We hope you enjoyed. As we said before, if you're not, follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's at Fresh Cookies Show. On Twitter, it's at Fresh Cookies Pod. Like I said at the beginning of the show, now we're on Facebook. What? What? So look us up at, at Fresh Cookies Show on Facebook. And follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. All that good noise. Shout out to everybody protesting. Hope you're keeping safe. Keep the peace. No rioting. No looting. None of that. The message needs to get across. Hopefully you learned something today. I know I did. Let us know if we missed anything. Give or or just give us if you have any bad weather games. Let us know. Hit us up in the DMs. You know how it works. Get at me, dog. Keep checking back in for content. Wash your hands. All that good noise. I'm Mary Rodriguez, and you already know. It's fresh cookies. Cookies.